the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey guys, it's the Mess It Up Podcast. We are here towards the end of January already. My goodness. As they say, time flies. Um, unless you're, you know, I guess sitting in a very small area and feeling claustrophobic, then time crawls by. But it's January 30th, our last show of January, show number uh, 306. Welcome to the Mess It Up podcast. I'm the Bowtie Guy, your host, and I've got my lovely wife, Beverly, with me. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mess It Up podcast. We uh, we realized we hadn't done a show yet, no. so we got to get one out for you. So this is a, a day of show, which is uh, weird. As I was recording this, I'm used to it being before Tuesday. So when I was doing this, as I'm thinking, I was like, well, what am I going to do this week? Because my mind is always working on other things. And I was like, wait a minute. Oh. It is Tuesday. Yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, we are here doing it. And uh, we've got a word of the week for you today. Our word of the week is LARPer. Do you know what a LARPer is by any chance, Bev? I don't know, but that's kind of a funny word. Yeah, it is a funny word. And and it's apparently, it's built off an acronym, live action role playing. So it's a person who reenacts fantasy scenarios oh, by dressing up and taking a character role. Um, they go like way beyond Dungeons and Dragons. I think about the people who go down to the park <laughs> yes. in our neighborhood and... Uh, you know, Bring do sword swords. fights and, and those kind of things. So you know LARPer, what? yeah. Yeah, that word is super fitting to that definition. Because I was thinking kind of dweeby when you said LARPer. And if you're but, one of these people, that's okay. I'm sorry. Bev, you know, she's bringing a special form of hate today that I wasn't <laughs> expecting when I asked her if she'd be on the show. But I guess buckle up, anything yeah. goes now. Uh, but, uh, you know, if, if you are one of those people, go with God. If yes. you're not one of those people... I guess watch uh, those people live vicariously through you. I, I've never wanted to be a LARPer. However, I did go to a Renaissance fair intentionally one time because I wanted to see him joust. Uh, so uh, I've got that going for me, I guess. My brother, I think, is probably, if he's not a LARPer, he wants to be a LARPer. And um, uh, there we go. I know our, our local group of LARPers here in Ridgecrest is called the Society for Creative Anachronisms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. That is that is no joke, folks. I'm going to bite my tongue on that one because I think I already stepped in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, welcome to the no smite zone. Uh, so if you can use LARPer in your sentences this week, give yourselves 10 points. If you see a LARPer, if you see a LARPer this week, give yourselves 20 bonus points. Just walk up to them and say... Do you know what you are? And they go, uh, you're a LARPer. And they'll probably punch you in the face. Well, they've got a sword, so they might do worse Ooh. than that. So anyhow, uh, again, uh, if you are a LARPer, stay away from Bev. <laughs> She's not a fan of yours. Uh, but go ahead and use, use that word and impress people this week. Uh, today, we are planning on uh, talking about a topic that I've had kicking around for a while that I've been anxious to talk about. We're going to do it today. The idea is that, um, and I heard a, a, a pastor say this from the platform months ago, that the shepherd knows the path and the sheep just need to follow it. Um, and I think, you know, what the, the point was is that a lot of times as as the sheep, I want to guide the show. I want to be in charge. Like, you know, 
Give me the wheel. Uh, I, I have a section in my book where I talked about sitting on, next to my dad in the car and, and, and having my hand on the wheel and thought I was driving, but I really wasn't. And I think it can be very easy to do that in Christian life to, um, to want to be in charge. You know, I, I like to be in charge. Um, I like, I think, cause I like to have it my way. I don't know, maybe, or maybe I just think my way is the best and, and we should obviously do it my way. I, I don't yeah. know what that is. It's very twisted because um, I've heard over and over and over that sheep are the dumbest animals mm-hmm. on the planet, that even pigs are smarter. Yeah, than sheep and turkeys, sheep. I've heard, heard not yeah. brilliant. And so it's very funny that, or strange or odd that, even as sheep, which Jesus called us over and over, we are dumb, but we think we're smart. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and 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 to put us, you know, to put the not smartest thing in charge is not smart. You know, I mean, that seems obvious, but there is this, you know, idea of uh, what's known as the Peter Principle, um, wherein uh, uh, people that are not really good, they, they rise up to the, um, to the level that they attain through incompetence and they just get, get pushed up. Um, and I guess that happens in my life that I I jump in and say, you know what, I'll be in charge here. I'll do this, and you know, well, I got this. You know, my famous last words um, that you know I think I I think I know the way to do it, and it's not always well thought out. Um, and I guess that has a lot to do with it too, huh? Uh, thinking things out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean. There's so much to say about sheep, uh, but just that whole, it, it, it's funny to me that Jesus referred to us as sheep so many times um, because the word sheep, it just smacks of dependence to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, and yet, the people understood it. I mean, that was yeah. culturally relevant. And I them. thought about that too, that, you know, well, we do see shepherds out here in the desert. We do. And... Um, those sheep really gather in close. They don't get very far. I mean, when I've looked from the car out into the field, I've seen them, you know, in a clump. They're they're not they're not all over the place. They seem to be rather close. So I think they have built into them that they know they have to stay close to the shepherd. Yeah, yeah. I, I um. I think that that we. I don't remember where I was going with that. Um, but I'm going to say, yes, uh, that is true. Uh, but so being in charge and, and wanting to lead obviously speaks some issues toward pride and, and thinking that I've got the capacity to do it. Uh, we've probably all seen, you could probably think of a person right now in your life that has thought that they were the person to be in charge, but they weren't. I can think of people that we worked with at schools. Um, I can think um, about 
you know, and jobs that I've had mm-hmm. where people, you know, do it and they're just, they, they, they believe with all their heart that they've got the right answers. And, oh, I remember where I was going with that. You know, I sometimes think I have the right answers. We, we were just working a puzzle. If you enjoy puzzles, Bev and I do the New York Times game page and one of them is called Connections and they give you 16 words and you have to put them into groups of four that, you know, are, are connected in some way. And sometimes I'll jump in and I'll click, you know, these four words, oh yeah, this is what it is. And I'll click it and it'll say, close, you're one off. And they've stuck a fifth word in there that could be that. And we've got to think about the entire problem rather than just the one in front of me. There's other problems to solve and, and everything is not in its own little sandbox. Things are interacting with each other and it can be very easy to mess with a situation and have, you know, what's known as unintended consequences. Yes. You know, you, 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 you we've seen it in nature as groups will introduce or exclude an animal species from an area in order to attain something like, oh, we've got to get rid of this. And then when you do, there's these unintended yes. consequences that come along because we didn't realize, oh, that's what this thing did. That's why it was important to this ecosystem. It's what it provided. And, you know, I know that God in his infinite wisdom has come up with a reason that we need mosquitoes. Um, heck if I know, but I know if we don't have those mosquitoes, then other things are not going to be able to, it, it, it'll mess up the whole thing. Just that one little rock mm-hmm. can really cause a problem. Mm-hmm. We go snorkeling in Hawaii. One of the worst things you get just one little piece of beach sand in your flipper yes. and it'll just dig, 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 dig until you've got, you know, a wound on your foot that a stings because of salt water and B, you know, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was thinking about the whole concept of being in charge. I think sheep again, talking about sheep, Sheep are not very tall, and um, so they have a limited view. They just see a few feet in front of their face. I don't know how good their eyesight is. I've never heard anybody say, never asked a sheep. (laughs) But anyway, I think probably it is very uh, similar to me having a limited view of not only physically where I am, and where I should and shouldn't go, but mentally, spiritually, emotionally, I can't see in time ahead of where I am right now. And so I just go along dumb and happy thinking, okay, I got this. I put my mouth down to the ground. I eat the grass. I chew. I swallow. That's simple. All right. I got this. This is simple. Yeah. And then not realizing that there's someone who cares a lot that is trying to keep me alive you right. know and uh, so i don't realize the risk that i'm putting them at by playing with the world by by getting too close to the snake or um falling into a ditch or um running out into the road or you know just any myriad of things yeah yeah uh, because i only see couple feet to the ground and seconds in front of me not even really seconds i don't know what's coming yeah we're doing our thing so the only thing that i really can depend on is my past experience which sometimes when we base our life on our past experience we become 
cynical and defeated, depressed. Um, we start looking at our failures more than our successes or the possibilities just kind of fall out of our vocabulary. But I think that's why I do that, you know, trying to be in charge. Um, and, you know, I, I think we're taught from the very, very beginning, what do parents do? Teach children to feed themselves, teach children to get a drink, teach children to go and wipe their face off or wash their hands, you know? So we're, we're taught to be self-sufficient and um, we get praise for that. Mm -hmm. So we get immediate gratification from, from the praise that comes back to us. And then as we grow up, hopefully, um, we forget that that's not really necessary. We need to find our praise from within well, or yeah, and above. There's, you know, there's a, there's a balance between, because, you know, we do want our kids to make good decisions sure. and be able to do things. But I'm not the first parent who has thought when, you know, the empty nest happens, like, oh my gosh, now these kids don't need me anymore. I spent their whole childhood making it so that they could handle things for themselves and yeah. now that they can I, I they're doing exactly what i taught them to do now i don't feel important and yeah. they're doing their thing and and kids will do I, I was watching our grandson on his little strider bike the other day and and my son-in-law is following him with the camera and just showing us and and camden's just looking down at the crack on the road he's got they have curbs that are, are rounded curbs so you can go up and down on the curb wherever. It's just a little, you know, bump. And so he's looking at the crack where the curb meets the sidewalk and he's following it on a strider. And then he just kind of tooled off into the road. And he was so busy looking at that line in front of him. He went out and, and thankfully there was no traffic coming. But he wasn't looking for those pitfalls. He was just doing what he wanted to do. Right, right. And I think that's the heart of this, this uh, concept is... Dave knew where he needed to go. Dave knew we're going here and we're going to go around the block and we're going to come home. Camden knew, wee, I'm on my bike. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and God sees this path for me that I just don't see. I'm busy staring down at the crack, going by, just my feet flipping and flopping, and I'm having a ball, not realizing I'm about to crunch into a wall or a car. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that's... I think that's the essence of it. And and what happens is we go splat and things can be dire and and you know that's no no good and that kind of leads us into my song of the week this week which was sent in by listener Andrew. The city is um the city is the city. This song is called Grave Clothes and it is uh from Tribal and Maverick City Music, Tribal is T-R-I-B-L, Tribal and Maverick City Music uh, featuring Jessica, uh, I don't know if that's Hit or Height and Montel Moore, but anyhow, uh, this song is called Grave Clothes. Check it out. We'll be back in about 90 seconds to tell you our thoughts and to talk more about listening to The Shepherd.
walked out of my grave clothes and I came out in a new robe. I was buried there for too long. Now I come alive and the one who has conquered it all walked out of my grave clothes and I came out in a new robe. I was buried there for too long. Now I come alive and the one who has conquered it all. Everything me made these dry bones come alive. He conquered death. Oh, he breathed in me. Made these dry bones come alive. He conquered death. Because he did it, I can do it too. Well, I walked out of my great clothes and I came out in a new robe. I was buried there for too long. Now I come alive in the one who has conquered it all. There you go. I, I really like the, the feel of the song. I hadn't heard this song. I wasn't familiar with it, but we played music with uh, Andrew uh, last week. It was, they're, they're moving for our town, so we played worship with them at the local prayer house last week. And this was one of the songs he brought to do, and it was the first time I'd heard it. It's got a cool little, funky little, just sort of gospel-y uh, piano groove to it. Uh, what's what's your take on it, Bev? Um, this the song is very repetitive so it's um there's not a whole lot to pull out of it for me except that um this one little part speaks about i think the power of god and it says he breathed in me made these dry bones come alive he conquered death um and i'm i'm thinking to myself okay we breathe in and out i breathe in and out all the time it's um invisible i don't see any any action that happens because of my breathing other than my chest rising and falling but to think that just without even moving if god just breathes in a certain area a miracle comes of it um i think of like I've said this before. I remember trying to bring back a plant that was dead. And when it's dead, it's dead. There's nothing else you can do for it. You might as well just throw it out. It just becomes trash. But to think that God, not only does it make a cool song, but that really did happen in the Bible where dry bones came together and created an army. Um, that's amazing. That's amazing that God's breath can do that. Mm -hmm. I mentioned on one of the podcasts just a couple of weeks ago the, the fact that Jesus commanded the storm and the wind to stop, and it did immediately. Uh, that's an amazing God right there. It has that much power. Uh, and yet, we've already mentioned earlier in the first part about how we still buck against that, thinking, oh, I got this, I got mm -hmm. this. Um, so anyway, that's all I Yeah, I and I... I was looking at it, and I, I, the word or the phrase that gets repeated at, in, in one of these um, repetitive stanzas is, I come alive in mm. the one who's conquered it all. And it's, mm. I'm in Christ. 
I'm doing it with Christ. And then if I jump down uh, to the the part where you were reading, it, it another one of the phrases that it repeats, and because he did it, I can do it too. Wow. It doesn't say, I can do it. It's not Nike, just do it. It's because he did it, I can also do it because I am in him. Yeah. It's not me doing it. Right. It is Christ in me doing it, through me doing it. And it's that's a, a distinction that I have to always try to keep in front of myself is I'm not doing this. Christ has called me to do things and I do them with his help, but it's not Paul. Because when it's Paul, there, there's some success, but it's not sustained success. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can juggle 100 balls for a very short time. I can get them all up in the air. I want to see that. I need 100 balls in a box. I can just throw them <laughs> up in the air, but I can't keep them going. You know, it's that's the trick. It's the trick is not getting them in the air. The trick is keeping them going, and and making that happen. I can remember trying to. We, we have a, an old '65 T-Bird in our garage, and at one point, our water heater broke, and we had to replace the water heater. In order to get the water heater out, I had to go past the T-Bird, and I couldn't go past the T-Bird because. The water heater was so heavy because it still had a lot of residual water in it. So I had to get the T-Bird out of the driveway. Well, the T-Bird wasn't running, so I had to get it back up hey. into the garage. And our we don't live on a steep hill for our driveway, but 7,000 pounds of steel weighs about 7,000 pounds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it wasn't easy to move. Uh, but I can do these things because Christ has shown it to me. And I, I I think about the fact that Christ does these things and then I'm just going along with him. I'm in the car, he's driving. It, it's almost like the question with audiobooks. Did you read a book if you listen to it? Well, you got all the words, but were you really reading? No, but you got the information. And so it counts because someone else was reading, I was able to hear and and. Christ is my audible reader for me, and I'm just along with his ride, I think. Um, so as we as we look at this idea of the shepherd knowing the path, um, a couple of verses occurred to me. One of them was from Romans 7. Uh, this is verse 15. It says, I do not, this, I'm reading the NIV, I do not understand what I do, period. For what I want to do, I do not do, comma, but what I hate, I do. And I mean, he goes on to say a lot of do's. It's almost like a Frank Sinatra song. Uh, and in verse 17, he says, as it is, I it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me that's doing these bad things. And the converse then can happen if we get rid of that sin and replace it with Christ. Now the good things are happening. And if the sin is pushing us to do the bad, then Christ will then hopefully be pushing us toward the good. Yeah? 
Yeah. 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 Um, I have a scripture too that I pulled out here, but it's the opposite view. It's what happens when we don't follow the shepherd. Um, it says, so they were scattered. It's talking about the, um, uh, the Jews. Um, they were scattered because there was no shepherd. And when they were scattered, they became food for all the wild animals. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And, and it says then... My Not she- just lost. Right. Right. Food for the wild animals. Right. My sheep wandered over all the mountains and on every hill high. They were scattered over the whole earth and no one searched or looked for them. Mm. So, I mean, when we look at the world, uh, those that do not know the Lord or are not in Christ, like you were talking about earlier, there's nothing to protect them. They're just out there. Um any anything can wipe them out and it'll be as if they never existed and so we always are in search of finding the meaning of life you know what am i here for that's a pretty sad story if you come and go and you become food for the wild animals and nothing that you ever did really ever counted or made any difference in the world yeah um so i mean i and essentially what happens is when we accept, you know, Jesus as our Lord and Savior into our heart, he changes everything. Everything's different from then on. But until we encounter that, we're we're pretty we're we're playing Russian roulette. I mm-hmm. mean, we're we're just really taking chances that we shouldn't be taking. And I know I've been out there. I've been out there before where I just couldn't couldn't see how god was helping me but he was he was there the whole time Mm -hmm. that's something that the men in the prison always say is god has been with me my whole life i just didn't hear his voice until one day yeah so i mean and i i love i love one of the phrases i love in the bible is that he would leave the 99 to go after the one i love that concept it's like at that moment Nothing else mattered to him but me. Right. Me. Um, and he's done that for each and every one of us, whether or not we accept it. He's yeah. there for us. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, that that Corey Asbury song that talks about that. Mm-hmm. And, and Corey Asbury, coincidentally, was our, our very first song of the week. Oh, wow. Uh, on, on podcast wow. number one. Go back and check that out. Well, um, I think that, you know, this is a, a deep topic and it's kind of hard to, it's so wide, it's mm-hmm. hard to narrow it down and, mm-hmm. and, and funnel it into a half an hour without going on too many tangents. So I'm going to kind of put a button on it right there. But if you've got any thoughts, I want you to share them with us. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and you can post stuff there and just tag Mess It Up Podcast in it. You can also send me an email at bowtieguy at Mess It Up Podcast or call me on my phone, send me a text at 760-608-1942. I got a text this week from uh, a guy who used to be in prison with us. And uh, that's awesome. The reason that we're in prison is because of people like you. And you make it possible for us to do that by joining in our Nehemiah project. We are rebuilding the walls of our building 
and we are doing it because of generous donations from people like yourselves. And um, the way to do that is by texting the word MUM to 760-WALLS-CA. That's 925-5722 if you prefer to have the uh, numbers instead of the letters. But what that does, those, that, those are all tax-deductible donations that you give, but it helps us to send people into the prisons to bring the word to people who need it. It's, it's biblical. Uh, Hebrews 13, 3 says, remember those in prison. And we need to remember those who are in the prisons. And that's what Bev and I love doing is going in there and sharing the gospel with those fellas. And it's so exciting. We're going to be going back. We just theoretically turned in our last paperwork <laughs> uh, for this new prison uh, just uh, yesterday. So I'm hoping that soon and very soon we'll be back in prison. Um, and you guys can help by, by sending those donations. So thank you very much. We also covet your prayers. Tell people about the podcast because the more people listen to the podcast, the more people we can reach, the better off things are. And uh, don't forget to uh, use that word LARPer. And if you see any LARPers, get double the bonus points. And I guess that's about all we got to say. Except for... We'll see you next time we mess it up. And... We're really glad that you're part of our flock. Ooh, nice one. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up.